G'day fam, it's Paul from PaulRamondo.com and if you want to build a brand that matters, you should be listening to Brands on Brands on Brands with my good friend, Brandon Bergmeier. Let's get into it. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in each week as we bring you thought leaders in marketing and branding to tell you how to build a brand that matters for your business. And this is a interview show this week. So what I'm excited to bring to you today is Paul Ramondo. Paul's a sought after keynote speaker on the topics of digital and social media marketing. He's a lifestyle vlogger, a Facebook ads nerd, which is what we're diving really deep into today. And he's the CEO of Ramondo Media, which is a boutique digital shop that transforms attention into evangelism through digital. Paul views his smartphone as an extension of his forearm and his digital presence. He's a seasoned social media marketer with a decade's worth of experience. Paul prides himself on his ability to connect brands with their consumers by mapping his campaigns to tomorrow's media consumption behaviors. Let me give you a little bit of backstory. Number one, I got to see Paul speak live at Social Media Marketing World and was like, I've got to get this dude on the show. He dove so deep on Facebook ad targeting that I said, I've got to get that exact content on the show today. So that's what we dive into. He spent the last decade of his his life executing digital and social marketing strategies for national and global brands who operate within Australia. Yeah, he's from Australia. Some of these brands include Porsche, Red Bull, Choice Hotels, Burrell, and Australian Sports Nutrition. During this time, Paul's campaigns have consistently achieved insane results in ROI, such as turning a $16,000 Facebook ad spend into $250,000 plus of revenue in just a month. Yeah, that's the kind of guy you want on your team, the guy who has done the actual work and has processed it and figured out how to teach it to you. If you go to paulramondo.com, you'll see plenty of videos from him on how to run Facebook ads and listen to a little bit today of our show to get deep into how to actually target your ads, not just come up with your ideal target audience, but how to go deep into Facebook ad targeting and really figure out how to get the most out of an ad campaign that's gonna drive your costs down, drive your conversions up, and give you a marketing flywheel that'll continue to drive revenue into your business time and time again. Excited to get into it, let's do it. Here is the show with Paul Ramondo. check it out. Brands on Brands. Let's get going. All right. I'm excited to welcome our guest, Paul Ramondo, to the show. First and foremost, thanks for being here today, man. Thank you so much for having me. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And the reason I'm excited, and it's not often I get to interview people that I've got to see on stage talk about their craft, their specialty. And I got to see that with you. So bringing in real life content now to the virtual world out there. The reason I was excited once I saw you bring you on the show was Right now, people are looking for leads for their business. It is, you know, businesses are struggling. 
It's world. It's not, it's not, it's hit everywhere in the world. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, everyone's struggling. So this idea of bringing new leads into your business, this might be the final push they need. Hearing something like this might be the final push they need to either run ads for the first time, if they haven't already, because there's still a lot of people that haven't, or to work with an expert for the first time to get clarity on the steps they need in their business. And today, if you haven't figured out, we're talking about Facebook. This is one of the, in my opinion, one of the strongest tools out there still today that people are neglecting and not getting right. So Paul, can we start there? Why is Facebook such a useful tool in our lead generation toolkit? And especially right now. Yeah, for sure. I think even outside of right now, when you said Facebook's one of the best tools out there, like Facebook is literally like one of the best, if not the best marketing tool and advertising tool available ever on in the history of marketing advertising. The amount of data that Facebook, whether you're happy about it or not, has on yourself, your loved ones, your friends, and everyone you're connected to in your network is astronomical. And when you think about how you can, as as an advertiser, how you can leverage that data to effectively generate leads or effectively sell to your audience with hyper-targeted ads, it is so, so powerful, especially when you know how to do it correctly. And this obviously, Facebook's not new. I'm not trying to, oh my God, I discovered Facebook, guys. You've got to check this thing out. You know, like that's, we'll save that for the TikTok episode, right? <laughs> for most people listening, they've heard this. They've heard the, the, the trumpeting of Facebook and a lot of them still haven't tried it. And, or maybe they did try it and they didn't work or they've been trying it and it's, they keep it going, but it, they're just not getting what they want out of it. Why? I don't admit, it's difficult. It's, it, it seems like they make it user-friendly, but it is difficult. So why would you say it is difficult to execute it successfully? There are so many variables, so many variables that go into a successful Facebook ad campaign. We'll just have a look at the skills and the bare basics of a simple campaign. You've got the campaign, right? So what kind of campaign do you use? Uh, do you use a conversion campaign? What is a conversion campaign? Do you do a video views campaign? Do you do a page post engagement campaign, a traffic campaign? There's so many options from the very get-go. So I think the first obstacle that people have to overcome is understanding the technicalities behind using Facebook and what the differences between campaigns are and the different campaign types, which is going to vary based on the goals that you have for your business, whether that be lead gen or generating sales or generating awareness. And then you've got to work out, cool, I understand the campaign stuff. What is this ad set stuff about? So what do I do at the ad set level? What can I do at the ad set level? And then you got to work out, well, who am I targeting? And that's, you do that in the ad set, right? So like, am I, am I targeting people that have been on my website? Am I retargeting or what, what is retargeting? Or am I, am I targeting people based off their sociographic and psychographic and demographic profiles based on their interests? How do I do that? And then once you've done that, like, what kind of ad do I create? Do I do a video ad? Uh, what dimensions for the video ad should I use? Or should I do a photo ad? Or should I do a carousel ad? Or what is a carousel ad? So there's so many cascading questions at each level of the build. And then once you understand all those, or you get your head around all of the technical aspects of running an ad and building a campaign, building an ad set with targeting, and then uh, building out the ads, you're then going to work out how do I optimize the ads for the best performance? How do I get an effective return on ad spend? But in doing that, you've got to work out how do I even track return on ad spend? What's a Facebook pixel? And then on top of all of that, let's say you've got all the technical stuff like you've dotted all those I's and crossed all those T's, what's the best strategy and how do I go about scaling? So I guess when I put it that way, it's like, well, like <laughs> it can be a bit overwhelming for the, for the for advertiser that's trying out for the first time. And then they're like, oh, I don't have any money or I'm just like a startup or I don't think Facebook ads work or I've tried Facebook ads and they don't work. 
it's just, it's a lot. I'm getting overwhelmed just even trying to explain, <laughs> explain it. Cause I'm like, wow, like I mean, I've been doing Facebook ads since before Facebook went public. And I'm just thinking now, I'm like, wow, like all of the tricks and tips and hacks and theory and experience that I picked up over the past, I don't know how, what year we're in now, 2020. I've been doing this since 2012, like past eight years. Like it's just nuts. It's just nuts. So I can understand the overwhelm that a lot of advertisers, especially that are starting out, must feel when it comes to running Facebook ads. But I tell you what, like on the other side of all of that overwhelm and the other side of all of that stuff that you need to learn, uh, some incredible results, some of the best results you'd ever be able to uh, generate for your business in terms of lead gen and sales. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel the same way. And being someone who's like, I've been in marketing 18 years at ad agencies and trying to explain so like working with entrepreneurs, trying to explain, oh, let's just talk about the value of marketing. And like, it's this, it's an entire world of topics and lessons and explanations and trying to come to a, what to do first, what to do next, and just pick the next step that someone can be taking. It's really difficult to simplify. And I think that's, that's the hard thing. And then there's so many, there's so much now information. It's not like there's one source of information for everybody. And there's a million people that at, at all levels of experience that are trying to do this for, to help you with it. Whether it's, you know, someone out of college that did Facebook ads for their uncle and now they want to help you with it, or, you know, the expert that's been doing it for an agency or, you know, someone who's been doing it 30 years and worked at Facebook or whatever. So it's complicated and difficult. I'm like, okay, so if we had like, we're obviously not going to answer all the questions today. We're not going to help people figure out all the different nuances of a Facebook ad. I mean, you're going to have to, that's, that's years, right? So when I bring someone on, I'm trying to figure out what is, let's talk about the lesson that we can dive into that can help them today. And what I loved about what you, what you talked about on stage was, was about targeting. So maybe we like hone in just a little bit on, on the targeting piece. And I'm not saying we're going to give them a full masterclass on targeting, but let's start with the beginning of targeting. Like what are the things that people are doing that they try, they assume they should do first, but what, what's the really beginning of targeting? For sure. Uh, two things. Targeting is one of my favorite topics to talk about because if your targeting's off, you can just, the rest of your campaign is just going to be, it's just going to flop, you know? Like if you haven't taken the time, so the first thing you need to do is one, give yourself permission to take the time to really sit down and figure out who your target audience is. You need to work out at a granular level who your perfect avatar that you're going to be running these ads to is, right? And you need to know them better than you know yourself, better than you know your mum, right? Better than you know your spouse. And I appreciate I'm speaking hyperbole, but realistically in a perfect world, like you really need to know who your avatar is. You need to know who you're speaking to because if you don't, then you're just, you may as well just throw dollar bills out the window because that's essentially what you would be doing with your Facebook ads. Like if you're just pressing boost on your posts to your page likes or to people that have engaged with your page and you're not actively prospecting new customers that you've discovered through the interest research you've done based on the avatar profile that you're wanting to target based on what you're trying to sell, you're going to lose and you're going to end up wasting money. So knowing and really just defining who that avatar is, where do they live? Yeah. Can I talk, can I talk about how you go about taking some of those steps? Because I, you know, as someone who, like, even the word avatar gives me just like, makes me cringe sometimes because it's used so much. And I'm like, cool. Like, my customer is a middle-aged man who, you know, does this thing and watches this show. And then you go to Facebook targeting and there's a million choices, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's assume that they kind of know who the person is, but I, maybe they don't. I feel like you have a unique way of actually doing the work. So what's some of the work that you do to help? 
So uh, again, so it starts with the avatar. So working out, like you said, like how old they are, where they live, what they're interested in, what kind of podcasts they listen to, you know, what kind of shows they watch, what kind of you know SaaS-based tools they use during their working day, what are their aspirational pain points? So what's the, what are their psychological profiles? So what pain are they trying to run away from, or what's what pain are they trying to fix in their lives, or what aspiration they're trying to achieve? What are they running towards? Because those are going to be very highly relevant for you in terms of working out how to target and what motivates your avatar to buy. And then once you've basically worked out all of the, you know, the demographic, the sociographic and the psycho, psychographic interests and motivators for your avatar, you then use that as a platform to start your interest targeting research inside of Facebook. So I like to use a tool, which has unfortunately not been updated in years. It's called the Audience Insights tool on Facebook. And inside the Audience Insights tool, you can get so many suggestions for interests that you can target inside of Facebook that are relevant to that avatar. And you can also, as you're drilling it down, you can also work out, okay, based off these seed interests. So let's say that you are, let's say that you're targeting uh, someone. Give me an example of a business that's trying to generate leads. Probably, probably easier than me yeah, trying to think of something. Yeah, I can do that. This will be fun. And and before that, what I like is you got to the point where you're like, yeah, you define them. You like so we paint this picture in our head. Most of us would think, okay, well, now that I've said that, I imagine my targeting would have been okay. Well, I said it was a woman, so I typed in woman, and I said it was an age. So I typed in, the, I picked the age in Facebook, and then they have this many kids, so I picked their occupation. Like, but that's not how this works. That's you said that's the starting point. You 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 drop this picture of the person, and then you start the work. And so. And he, so let's go down this road. Actually, I just talked to a guy today. He started a subscription box company for uh, parents, for like new new, uh, new parents. Like they're going to be sending them like the first three months the kid's born, you get a box with like all the essential stuff that it, the newborn needs. And it goes on from there. Cool. All right. So perfect. Here we go, fam. So we go on to say audience insights tool. And are we, we're going to work out, all right, who's buying this box? Is it the mom or is it the dad? I'm, I'm a hazard of guess, probably the mum, right? So let's just, let's just use the mum as the avatar for this example. So the mum could be anywhere between the ages of 18 to say 50, right? 18 to 50 uh, year old woman. And let's say that she lives in the United States. Then what you want to do uh, in your audience insights uh, section, which is you can access through ads manager, just press a little drop down on the top left-hand corner and go to audience insights. So you plug in that information and then you want to plug in some more demographic information about it. So you want to tick that she's a parent, and then you want to tick the subcategory for her being a parent with a newly born. So I think the one of those options is you can choose that she's a parent and then choose that she is a parent of a kid that is between the ages of zero and three years old. So immediately you've taken, say, the 300 million people in the United States on Facebook, and you've narrowed it down to a subset of that audience, which has the attributes of your specific avatar. So let's just for argument's sake say that there are 3 million women between the ages of, well, let's call it 10 million. So there's 10 million women between the ages of 18 and 40 or 50, whatever I said, that have new, newly born kids in the United States at the moment. So you've now narrowed that 300 million person audience down to 10 million people. Now in Audience Insights, what you can do is go and click, so that's your basic avatar targeting. Now you want to start refining that avatar. So in Audience Insights, you can go up and you can click on a section called Page Likes. You want to click on that. And then under the page likes, it's going to show you all of these recommended pages that people, mothers of newly borns like and that have, you know, that they follow on Facebook. And you basically want to start noting down some of the ones that are the most relevant to uh, your avatar. So 
there could be a bunch of mummy blog pages that show up, or there could be a bunch of baby related products that show up in their page like suggestions. So you just want to like note those down. And then you want to start building out, say, a Google Sheet of all of these potential interests that you can target. And you also want to start thinking more, more explore. You want to be more exploratory with your research as well. So you might see an idea from Mummy Blog. So you might uh, see that idea from Mummy Blog that's recommended to you based off the audience insights data. And then you might want to go over to Facebook, open up a new tab in Facebook and use Facebook's graph search and be like, pages similar or pages liked by people who like this insert Mummy Blog page. And then get to see what the suggestions are that pop up. So you take those suggestions, add those to Google Sheet. You might uh, find those mummy blog pages on Facebook and be like, oh, I wonder if they've got an Instagram account. Go over to Instagram, search for it. Okay, cool. Follow it. And then you can dr- press a little drop down on both Instagram mobile and Instagram desktop to see people who follow this account also follow these accounts. So what you're doing is basically getting using a seed interest that you found from the audience insights. And then finding similar pages through Instagram and Facebook, followed by people that follow that first seed page to get more suggestions to further influence your research. Then it's a matter of rinse and repeating, right? And then you could also think like, oh, cool. Well, what are some products that that mothers typically use, especially for newly born infants? And then start Googling. So let's take a pause there because I think that's going to be another kind of road we go down. And what I love, because I, and that's why I wanted to stop, is that I think that there's literally every point in there in this kind of journey you took us on is I would say a place where most like the 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 non-experienced, the person doing it for themselves, that you know, not not to to make it sound bad, but the people doing it themselves are trying to learn. It's usually where they would stop, and there's another step, and then I would say they would stop again, and then there's another step. Like, okay, you defined your avatar, you don't just mirror it. You take the next step. You look, you put it into this audience insights tool. You find the pages that they like. That's where they might have stopped. And then you went pages similar. That's where maybe the next person might have stopped. And then you looked at people who they were following. <laughs> then that's where the next person might have stopped. And you keep going. And so I'm, I'm excited to see kind of where this keeps on going. But I think that that's what I think people aren't seeing and or maybe why they aren't getting what they want out of these campaigns is there is this extra level of granularity that you're not going to get if you're doing it on your own without the right education. So I appreciate you bringing that, some of, the, some of that to the table today. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, you want to get more nerdy? Yeah, let's keep going. I'm just warming up, my guy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so basically, as we've gone through all these steps, we've started to accumulate in our Google Sheets all of these potential interests, right? And as you accumulate more interests, and what you'll find as you're accumulating these interests is that you'll start have, having your brain fire out random ideas because as you do more research, more research begets more research. So what's really fun is like you could be you know, banging your head up against the wall, but I don't know what, kind, what else I could find for interest, potential interest targeting. Like just, oh, it sucks, it sucks. And then you might stumble upon a Facebook page and that Facebook page, that recommended Facebook page is Pandora's box. And then from there, you just like, it snowballs and you're like, oh my God, I could target this. And like, oh, what about that idea? And then, so you basically want to just keep at it and build out as many potential interests in this Google Sheet as possible. And once you've done that, you want to take those interests in the Google Sheet and then you want to start plugging them into Audience Insights. Now, just because you have a page on Facebook or there's a page on Facebook with say 100,000 followers that might be in your target audience for mummy bloggers or for mums, newly born infants, doesn't mean that you can target them as an interest on Facebook. So your next step is taking that big sheet of interest that we've found through our research and plugging them in 
to your potential uh, interest targeting inside audience insights. So let's say you have 100 interests that you've gathered throughout this whole process. You might only be able to target, say, 40 of them. So you want to start adding them in. And you've still got the demographic and the sociographic targeting set. So it's still mums between the ages of 18 and 40 or 50, whatever we said, uh, that live in the United States that are parents of newly born of zero to three-year-olds, right? And then you want to start adding all these interests in. And then as you're adding the interests in, there's going to be a thing, a measure, a score on the right-hand side, which is called page affinity. Now, as you add these interests in, you want to pay very special attention to the page affinity because page affinity is a measure of how likely someone in your targeted audience that you're building is to respond to your ads compared to everyone else on Facebook, right? So I'll say it again. How likely someone in your targeted audience that you're building is likely to respond positively to your ads compared to everyone else on Facebook. Now, as you're building out this interest targeting, you want to make sure that at the very least, your affinity score isn't dropping, right? And if you're doing it right, your affinity score should be increasing. So I've built targeting profiles where, you know, the first few pages, recommended pages in my affinity have come up to, you know, 7,657. So people in this audience are 7,657 times more likely to respond positively. This is cold traffic, by the way more likely to respond positively to my ads compared to everyone else on Facebook. Now, we'll take another step further. You keep doing that. You rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And as you refine your audience, what you'll find in the interest targeting are way more relevant suggestions for pages or for interest to target for your target audience. So you rinse and repeat. You're like, cool, I've just like built out this really optimized targeting list, but now I've got like even more interests and like more pages that I could potentially target, which I never thought existed or never even thought were possible to target. And then you take those, you add those to your Google sheet and then you add them in and you start the process again. And then you add those into your interest targeting sheet. And you basically want to build that out until you've built out, say, an audience of anywhere between 250,000 and 1 million people. And, and it's going to be, that's not a rule of thumb, but that's going to be basically kind of what you're aiming for. It's going to be very different depending on your niche. It's going to be very different depending on um, your geographic region and also can be variable to whether you're in a, um, a product-based or a product-based business or a market-based business. So yeah, that's basically the, uh, in a nutshell, the kind of process that I go through in yeah. terms of uh, cold interest targeting. I mean, and some people, I guys, I get it. Like you might be like, oh my God, I have a headache. This is, this uh, Brandon is too much. So I, I understand. Like, and that's this, this the goal is not to confuse you. The goal is to say there are levels to this. And if you're not seeing success, don't walk away from, from the ads. Figure out what you need to do. And it might be, you know, some of you might be, let's just you might be ready to hire someone because you're like spending every month and you're ready for that kind of commitment. For a lot of you, you don't have a monthly spend. You're not like regularly like spending two, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars a month in ads. You're not there yet, but you might be at the spot where you might need some consulting on a one-time basis to help you set something up. And I hope that you, when you hear these lessons, you start to be like, "Yeah, I might be. This might be the thing that I need to go talk to an expert on, uh, an expert like Paul or someone that you find comfort with that you've, you know, you like their content, whatever the thing is. hundred percent. That's why I think we need to go down this road today. And just the idea that for me, I'm like, okay, so you've built all these targets. You've, you've looked at, you've found all these interests, right? Like to make an example of it, like we were 
looking for like the the baby, the person who's trying to buy this gift that's like for babies, parents of newborns, they might find like, a, oh, like an interest, like a liked page is like Gerber, right? But then they go down the rabbit hole and suddenly it's like, oh, what's this Honest Company thing? And like, oh my God, everyone that loves Jessica Alba and the Honest Company is, you know, a hundred times more likely to actually take action because they're like avid moms that research products and they're always looking for the new hot thing. And you go down these rabbit holes. And when you have all this, this data, you're building this, this Google sheet that you're talking about, Paul, what I'm thinking is, are you adding them all up together and saying, that's my target? Because I know it's, it's different than that. You start to run tests. And so where does tests come into this? How do you start to weigh one thing versus another to find out what's successful? For sure. So what I found worked best is let's say we built out this really high affinity cold target audience based on our avatar. Let's say there's a million people in that audience. What you then want to do is take those interests, so take those million people, and you want to plug it into your ad set for testing, right? So let's say you're doing a lead gen campaign or a traffic campaign. So you choose that at the campaign setting, and then you want to go into your ad set level. Let's say we have a million people. If you've got a million people, you want to basically take your interests and plug them. So you've still got the same targeting in terms of parent, newly born, female, United States, 18 to 50 age range. And then you want to build out, say, five ad sets or four ad sets. So let's say you have, let's say you've got a million people. So you want to basically split those interests up. You don't need to categorize them. You just want to have the same top level targeting and then populate your ad sets with about 250,000 people in each ad set, right? And then you inside of that ad set, you want to have a bunch of different ads, let's say two or three ads, and you split test two or three different versions of the same ad. So same kind of call to action, but different headline copy, different imagery and Basically, in each of those ad sets, you're going to have the same three ads. And then you want to turn campaign budget optimization on for the campaign and let Facebook do the heavy lifting. Because of CBO, campaign budget optimization, it doesn't really matter how you classify. You don't need to classify your interests. You just need to have them all the ad sets be basically the same size so that the ads get distributed correctly. And then just turn CBO on. You could do it at a $5 daily budget to start with and just run that for a week or two. You know, $5 over the space of a week, that's 35 bucks. And just do a little test, $35, see which ads are working and see how your ads are performing as well as how the ad sets are performing. And that's the easiest way and most simple way to start targeting without having to put an you know, extortionate amount of money into your budget. And we're not even talking like creative testing at this point. We're talking same creative running against that mom target plus one lifestyle point. One thing that you found like moms plus honest company moms plus went to the this random event moms plus bought diapers for a friend whatever these the things are that you had discovered and each of those is a different audience and those you find four or five of those and you see which is better am i am i interpreting that correctly yeah correct so basically um in moms plus honest and it might be plus let's say moms plus honest gives you 50,000 people you then would add in say three or four or five depending on how many interests uh, you have to that first ad set to get that ad set size up to about 250,000 people, right? So if the research you did in the first few steps that I was explaining you know, five, 10 minutes ago gave you an audience size of a million total, you then want to split that audience size up into ad sets, which are about 250,000 in their terms of audience size. And then you basically, let's say there's like, you could have two interests in one ad set and that could be 250,000 people. And then in the next ad set, you might have to put 12 interests in to get it up to 250,000 people. And then the next ad set might be five, five interests to get up to 250,000 people. So the important thing is don't worry about classifying the interest in your ad set. 
just make sure that the total audience size of each ad set is around about the same size. Does it get confusing if you have like 12 in one set to know which one worked? So yes, that's a great question. So it doesn't really matter about the specific interests overall. It's more so about the size of the ad set being the same as the size of the other ad sets. Because when you turn campaign budget optimization on, Facebook then works out at any given point in time that your ads are running, it will deliver your ads to the ad set, which is going to give you the lowest cost per result. I got it. So all of them make sense. So it's it's an, it's a it's a efficiency thing. It's like all these are the right audience for you. Which one is the right cost? Like where are you finding the deals is, is where this takes you. Correct. And the reason you can do that is because you've spent the time doing the audience interest research. So because you spent so much time, like you know that these people that like these pages are going to be, that they're your people, you know, as opposed to just doing really basic targeting and letting Facebook do the heavy lifting for you and be like, cool, I wonder if this is going to work. And sometimes it might, but a lot of the time it won't. And when you do take the time to do the interest research, you do it really, really granularly. You take that power back because you know that these are your people you need to be speaking to. I think that anyone listening needs to rewind a few times, go through that and literally pause, write it down what your step's going to be, push play, pause, write down what those steps are going to be. Try some of these things. If you're insisting on trying a DIY, take some of these steps, see what you come up with. If nothing else, you'll have a more interesting picture of who your customer might be. And then figure out what you want to do next. Do you want to work with someone like Paul or do you want to you know, take these experiments on on your, on your own? If they do want to work with someone like you, Paul, where can they find you? So best way to find me uh, is going to be Instagram. So Paul Ramondo, P-A-U-L-R-A-M-O-N-D-O. And my handle is the same across everything. So YouTube, LinkedIn, websites, same, paulramondo.com. But Instagram's the best place to reach out to me. Yeah, and I've been to the website. There's plenty of like videos there. He's a YouTube channel. There's blogs. There's lessons there. You can start to, if you want to immerse yourself in data like this and other things, Paul has created content there for you. If you're like the DIY type, you want to learn for free first, go ahead, take on some of these lessons. But when you get to the point where you're serious and you're like, we're going to put some money into this, maybe take a step back and see if you'd want to work with someone uh, like Paul that, you know, that can help you with this. Well, I do want to take a, a bit of a pivot here, if you'll allow me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Because we've geeked out on, on one piece of Facebook uh, and I appreciate that. But I have, I've always had this kind of thorn in my side about like the balance of organic content marketing and paid Facebook ads. And the story I, I often tell is I see people that are spending two to three to four to $5,000 for someone to manage their organic content, their, their social media channel with no traffic driving piece to it. So they might be spending all this money and like three, 300 people are, are watching their, their channel on Instagram. And they're running Facebook ads with that same amount of money could have generated them 50,000 views of, you know, of them instead of like four. So, but I know that there's a balance and I know that there's this other side of the thing. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the balance of organic and Facebook that you've seen for your clients and even for your own personal branding and things that you've done for yourself. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think it really comes down to what are your overarching business goals, right? So awareness is a crucial part of any of any successful funnel. I mean, if you don't have anything generating awareness with your cold audience, people that don't know about your product, business, service offering, then there's only so much revenue that you can generate from your existing audience before they get tired, right? And before they don't want to hear from you anymore. So uh, I would say in terms of balance, it's really like how long's a piece of string? <laughs> like, Look, if you're 
and also the results, right? So let's say you're trying to generate e-commerce sales for this. We'll use the same example. Let's try you're trying to generate e-commerce sales for this, you know, three month, I guess, subscription service for newly borns, this boxing company, right? You need general awareness and that general awareness needs to start with your target audience before they've had the kid, right? I mean, just thinking like out loud, I feel like you really want to be generating awareness of your product with your target audience before they've had their kid. Because if they've gone, if they're about to have a kid, not I have any experience having kids, but I'm assuming like that planning starts like well in advance, right? So if you want to basically be brand aware in your target audience's mind before they've even had their kid, because you want to make sure that you're part of the purchase decision-making process before they've gone and purchased baby supplies from somewhere else, from another, from a competitor or from, you know, just the store, right? And that might mean that like the people that influence new moms the most, which are their friends that have already had kids, maybe you're building awareness with them so that they are the ones telling their friends about this thing. But yeah, I, I agree. Before they're ready to buy, you might need to be planting the seed for sure. hundred percent. And you might even want to go a bit wider and be like, cool, maybe people, and this goes down to the research and this goes down to testing because these are just ideas and the real, the data is going to, point you in the right direction. So you might want to test ads, not organic, because remember your organic marketing for this this example, they're existing audience members, right? So most of them would be existing audience members that have either purchased from you or that have been recommended by a friend. So word of mouth, right? You want to basically be getting in front of people before that. So stereotypically speaking, let's say you've got some industry research and some data, or you just know that more often than not, like people tend to have uh, their first kid after they've been married for one year, right? Just picking out random data, piece of data, right? Let's say that's the case. So then you'd want to go back to the cold interest targeting or the cold audience targeting and start running general awareness ads to people that have been married for a year. So newlyweds, right? And the goal is not to generate leads. The goal is not to generate conversions. It's really just to generate either page likes or to generate general awareness and get them in your engagement retargeting funnel on Facebook ads. So that when they do have kids or about to, you know, they do get pregnant, then you can start running ads or they, then you're top of mind or like, oh, that was that boxing company. I wonder what that was. I'm going to go Google it. And then you show up on Google or you might just run general re- um, awareness retargeting ads and get in front of that audience. Or you might capture them in the next phase of your funnel where you've done that cold interest audience research targeting because like I imagine maybe the customer journey looks like this. You get married, fall pregnant. And then all of a sudden, you're adding yourself to mummy Facebook groups. You're following uh, mummy bloggers because you're, you're getting ready and you're learning and preparing to have a child for the first time. So then you'll be captured, theoretically, you'll then be captured in the next layer of targeting, which will be uh, the layer of targeting that we were talking about earlier in terms of uh, mums that are about to have kids or just had newlyborns, right? And then in terms of balancing the organic and the pay, like, you know, you go look at the maths. Like marketing is as much about maths as as it is about fun and fluffy creative and the theory, right? Like if you're spending say three to five thousand dollars a month on organic management, like you mentioned before, and you're only getting three hundred people really viewing organically viewing your content, maybe scale back two or three grand of that. And if you spend that money, like scale back the amount of organic content you're putting out, and then reinvest that money into someone managing your ads, and then a lot of that money in the actual ads budget. Because you don't have a wide enough audience, you don't have a large enough uh, audience base to get your message out in front of. You can do all the organic marketing in the world, but it's going to be capped at the, the potential size of your page. So let's say you have a page of like a thousand people, 
and the algorithms organically only putting your content in front of say 15% of your audience, it's 150 people max that you're going to be getting in front of. And if you're spending that much money, you might want to look at how you can redistribute your budget to one, generating more awareness from new people, cold audience members, two, retargeting your existing audience members, and three, generating conversions or basically escalating your audience from that awareness through to the point where they actually purchase from you and doing all of that with a positive return on ad spend in mind. I love that. I think it's it's it kind of speaks to the like the right tactic at the right time. Like if if you don't have Correct. an audience, you need to build an audience. You need to build a list of some sort. You need to get people into your world to start to understand what you do. And then you can nurture them with content and with if they're not ready to buy right now, you can nurture them with some of this other organic uh, materials. And as your list grows, then you're going to have to What's the next thing you need to do? Well, you know, might need to convert some of them into buyers. So there's this constant cycle of growing new audience, nurturing audience that's heard of you, and converting the people that are ready to convert. And right. you know, I think people maybe choose one piece of the cycle without building the full ecosystem. And I, I feel like we've gotten to dive really deep into one piece of that today. But I appreciate you kind of giving a lens to kind of how they might work together because it's it takes all these things for it to work. <laughs> you can't just do one thing well. 100%. And you've got to be patient. Like it takes a long time, <laughs> like a long time. The, I mean, it can take less time if you've got a huge budget, you know, like if you've got a big budget, budget allows you to buy time essentially, right? Like it allows you to build an audience faster. It allows you to scale faster. It allows you to create content at scale. But if you're starting out, you're just a startup, it's you just got to be patient. It takes time. And also if you're still learning and you do, you know, you're a DIY person, you've still got to learn like a lot about what works, a lot about what doesn't work, how to actually use the tech how to do the creative and then how to scale and how to optimize and build your audience. So it's going to take time. Yeah, man. I think that that's the lesson. It's going to take time. And I appreciate that. I was going to say, could you leave us with one more? But I think that's it. I think if we can leave them with the idea that that marketing is a journey, that it takes patience. And if they're not seeing the ROI they need right now, don't turn it off. Figure out what you need to learn and what you need to do to grow. Is there anything else that you want to say before we go in part ways? Yeah, just um. Th- well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, Brandon, and thank you for the photos that you sent me from uh, my talk at Social Media Marketing World. They're awesome. And I think, lastly, if uh, if you are just starting out, I think the best piece of advice I can give you is just start with a low daily budget, five bucks, five bucks a day, and just test and play around to see what what works. You know, five dollars a day, you know, can give you a hundred days, and you've only spent five hundred bucks. And in that time, you've still built a bit of audience, you've collected a bit of data, and that whole learning experience you go on with that, just that $500 worth of media spend will be so helpful in terms of setting you up and positioning you to have better Facebook ad success in the future or getting you to the point where you're like, cool, I tried doing it myself and maybe I need, it's about time that I get someone, an expert that knows what they're doing to help me out. Or maybe it's time that I invest in um, some paid resources to take me from A to B a lot faster without having to try and Google my way through what I don't know. Well, what's funny is like finding the paid resources, finding finding an expert that might be able to help you, that is even overwhelming for some people. And I'd say, if you listen to conversations like this one, where you can see the people that are out there, not just doing the work, but can dive into explaining all the steps that they take to get to the results that they've gotten for their clients. It's not just a case study that they mocked up. They can sit here and tell you, these are all the steps. Doing that kind of research, I think you start to see, you know, what you kind of you can separate. You know, if there's a million people doing Facebook ads in your city, this kind of chat that we had today is the kind of thing I think that's that proves it out for people. You need to hear this kind of talk. 
hundred percent. And also like with picking, picking uh, suppliers or consultants or agencies to work with. Uh, my biggest rule is like one of my biggest rules is make sure like you, like you vibe with the person, make sure you get along with them. And because like if you're going to be working them, with them like day in and day out, like you want to make sure you've got a, you've got at least the foundations of what could be a great relationship. If you don't necessarily, they, they could be a, fa- a fantastic practitioner, but if you don't vibe with them on an interpersonal level, and my advice would be maybe maybe find someone that you do vibe with because it's going to make a, make both of your lives a lot easier when you're uh, in in the uh, in the trenches and doing Facebook ads together every day. All right. Well, appreciate your time, Paul. That's all we got for you guys today. Uh, and as you get a chance, go to paulromando.com and uh, check out more content there if you want to dive deeper into Facebook. Thanks again for coming on today, man. Appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me and thanks to everyone for listening. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.